0: let's just pray together amen now father we thank you today another opportunity to to come and and fellowship together with your people we thank you that we come with your word we don't come with our with our word or with our intelligence or a philosophy but we come with the word of god that brings life the word that has been proven over thousands of years to be true and to be powerful. It's a word from heaven that is able to convert the soul and change our lives forever. Thank you, Father. So Lord, as we discuss these things tonight, I thank you that the same word that was in the beginning still is today. The Bible says, you are the same today, yesterday, and forever. And your word is settled in heaven forever. So we thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we are being joined by the rest of our people, uh, let, us, let us start. So let me just greet you in the name of Jesus. I uh, greet all of you, and uh, those who will come later, I will have greeted them. Um, I, I want to address something tonight. We, we are still on the theme of prayer. We are talking about prayer. I'm not talking about the, the power of prayer. We, we have a lot of things as a corner, the altar. Uh, we have a whole lot of things that make prayer, prayer. And uh, so I want us to, to be very aware of what is going on in the area of prayer. When we talk about prayer, we must be very sober-minded as to what is it that we are engaged in. Uh, last week, we uh, on Sunday, we spoke about what we are up against uh, with regards to uh, what happens in the second heaven so that when you come up against these things and when yours and my prayers seem not to be answered within a time frame that we are expecting, at least we have an understanding of why that is. We said last week, I want you to know, once wants, wants you to make it because he's got something in it for when you and I make it, when, when we succeed and when we, when we pray in our answered our prayers are answered god has a stake in that god is excited when that happens because it's fulfillment of prophecy so that one must be clear uh, god wants to answer your prayer and my prayer but sometimes we just need to understand the the science of prayer if you will and let's pipealing uma abashaya so it is, it is important to, to, to understand all the technicalities of prayer and all the protocols involved in prayer. So when we do that, we know that when we are praying, we are hitting a target. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I posted the, the, the message for today, the title that I gave it was Reprogramming Time Through Prayer. Now, that may seem very complicated to some people, but it's not. Uh, I want you to understand that so, no, and disobedience uh, messes with our timeline. Uh, in other words, it messes with God's prophetic calendar, your prophetic calendar, and, and, and God's prophetic calendar for my life. It gets messed up. Is uh, no? and disobedience changes the script. And so when that happens, there is a a, a reprogramming, if you will, of that which God wanted to see happen. But it won't happen anymore because it would have happened under certain conditions. Uh, Prophecy and the promises and the things we are trusting him for would have happened and taken place under a certain atmosphere within certain uh, conditions which he has set uh, as God in our lives so i want you to understand that uh, that's what we're going to be tackling today and uh, i'm going to teach i'm going to try and be as clear as possible uh, family because these are important things uh, that we need to understand but before we we handle that particular topic uh, uh let's just re- recap for about five minutes or so uh, on on what i believe is foundational before we tackle this subject today Okay, why, why do we pray? Why is Kuleka? Uh, why, why do we pray? Because, we we call, you must pray. But why do we pray? Why do we pray? That is important for us to understand. So, in prayer, we are guided by Uh, Matthew 6, it's called the Matthew 6, 10 principle. Uh, It is is an undergirding verse, a foundational verse upon which prayer happens. Uh, we, We have been talking about that scripture all the time because I want you to know it very well and what it means. So we call it Matthew 6, 10 principle. That's why we pray. It says, your kingdom come. Remember that your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven your will uh, be done on earth as it is in heaven we pray because uh, our physical reality what we are experiencing here what transpires down here must be aligned with our preordained purpose that's why we pray we're praying because our our reality what we are going through in our now in the moment in the physical world must be aligned with that which God has preordained for us. So uh, it it, it talks to the environment. It must be aligned with God's preordained purpose. The nations must be aligned. Economies of nations must be aligned. It's not just about us. So prayer, the basis of prayer, is because we are seeking to see that alignment uh, happen and and, and take place. It's very important that it happens. And God counts on you, he counts on me to enforce it through the authority that he has given us. If we don't do it, there will always be a a misalignment and the enemy uh, wins if we decide not to partner with heaven and be responsible stewards in the earth and begin to engage and hold hands with the Father. Uh, I've been thinking, "If, if I don't do it for myself, I must do it for him if, if, if I choose not to pray uh, for whatever reason, but I must I must do it for him because without me praying, without you praying, there are things that he wants to see happen in the earth that will not become a reality until someone chooses to stand in the gap and begin to invite heaven to come into the earth realm so that God's will can be made manifest in the earth. So I want us to understand that. So it's called Matthew six ten principle. It is, a, it is foundational. It's a foundational scripture in prayer. Um, because it says that your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, it becomes clear that is about God's will being done. Primarily, at a very fundamental level, prayer is about establishing god's will now people have tended to think that because we do the praying so it's it's all about us it's not all about us if matthew 6 10 will be foundational and it says that your kingdom come and your will it's all about him by the way it's his kingdom that must come it's his will uh, that must be established in our marriages in our finances in our physical bodies in every uh sector and 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 sphere of our human existence god's will must be registered there it must be present the will of the father must find expression in every area of our lives that's what he wants to see now that cannot happen if god's people do not pray that can only happen when people on earth who are washed by the blood of Jesus, his people, his redeemed, have a revelation of these things and they begin to pray because they want to see a prophecy being fulfilled even in their lifetime. So if prayer, therefore is about God's will, then we know that he cannot deny himself Mm -hmm. of his own desires. See, if, 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 Prayer is also about the will of God being made manifest in the earth. We know that when we pray, God will answer. Why? Because he does not want to deny himself of his will being made manifest. Yes. So we pray with that confidence. This is why it is important for us to understand that it's not all about us. He, we are just conduits, if you will. We are just um, agents standing in the earth Uh, we want to transport uh, whatever that is in his heart into the earth realm we want to see a visibility uh, of his will and his desires in the earth there which is in the heart In in, in a particular way he looks at us in a particular way and that template is with him in the heavens but he wants that to be deposited here and he wants to see that uh, uh, come into fruition in the earth. So understand, that's the first point I made. Uh, we pray because um, we Matthew six ten says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The second thing I want to address before we come to today's uh, topic, how does prayer look like? You know, we, we, we pray all the time. Uh, According to his word, he is a a structured God. He's a a God of order. He's a God of protocol. He's a God who is not haphazard. There is always structure in what God does. Uh, In the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. Uh, Yet we also know that in the presence of, of, of the Almighty God, where the Spirit of God, there is liberty. And yet there is structure and there is order. So how does prayer look like, Basalwan? Now, to answer this question, we use what we call Genesis 1 principle. Genesis 1. Now, I want you to listen very carefully because it would seem as if I am teaching prayer uh, from scratch, which is there is no problem. I know that most of you, you have been taught much, and it's great. And But I I am praying to God that even as I share with you these things, there is something that you're going to get that's going to help you in your life. And uh, uh, by God's grace, I believe that as you catch the teachings and you begin to apply them in your life, they will begin to bring about a a, a transformation, uh, something that you will begin to see happen in your life. In Jesus name. So uh, how does prayer look like? We use what we call Genesis 1 principle. Genesis 1, if you remember carefully what God did there, we we announce what we want to see. Mm -hmm. Genesis 1 is about announcing what you want to see. So basically, that's the spine of prayer. We announce in advance that which is not yet, Mm -hmm. that which is not yet in the physical, but is in our heart, it's in the will of the Father, but it's not yet made concrete. It's not yet uh, visible uh, in the earth. So it's Genesis 1 principle. Remember in Genesis 1 verse 3, God says, the Bible says, then God said, let there be light and there was light. Particular scripture says, let there be light and there was light. So prayer is the let there be part let there be so that's where it's where we declare it's it's not yet but it's what we want to see happen so it's a a let there be after the let there be we then wait for there is let me repeat that prayer if we're using genesis 1 30 it's it's the announcing or the declaring of what we want to see Mm. it's not yet in the earth realm we, there, is a, there is a need for that which we are calling uh, to, 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 manifest. to manifest in the earth. Mm. So now we must take God's example in the book of Genesis. We know that before there was anything, God announced something and there it was. Mm. So we are saying prayer is a let there be part. After the let there be, after we have prayed, now we wait by faith for there is. For in the book of Genesis it says, there was light. Amen. But how do we know? Let there be light. He knew that he wanted light because Mm. light, he had it in his heart. Mm. But how do we know once we say, let there be what? What guides us? What do we pray for? How do we know the will of God? How do we know what we are supposed to be praying for? The answer to that is that through the word, The word is given us to give us the mind of God concerning our lives. The word is given to us to reveal the will of the Father concerning our lives in the earth. So that it's never a mystery, so that it's never hidden what is in the heart of the king for his uh, kingdom, for his domain in the earth. So in prayer, we are guided by the word of God. So through prayer, then, bazalwan uh, we we regulate the on earth part. See the on earth. What's on earth? We we have been called to regulate it, to make sure that it is in line with that which God wants to see. We have been called. We cannot just uh, hope that it's gonna be aligned just automatically. If we don't, we are being irresponsible stewards. Mm-hmm. If we don't do it, we are being irresponsible stewards. God counts on you, and God counts on me to begin to be good stewards. We are sitting here, we are monitoring to see if his will is being made manifest. I'm looking at my marriage. This, this is not a concept that is hidden. It is very practical. As, as I married, uh, in my marriage, I need to see the will of God being made manifest. So I monitor. This is why we pray every day, because in our finances, in every area of our lives, there must be manifestation of the will of God. So through prayerlessness, that's why prayerlessness is dangerous, because through prayerlessness, we consolidate the agenda of the enemy. Let me repeat that. Through prayerlessness, we consolidate the agenda of the enemy. We consolidate the status quo. We are saying whatever it is, it is correct. It would seem as if if God had seen the earth the way it was. For the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Now, if God had just let it be like that, if he didn't speak anything, whatever that was his will would not have been realized. So now he puts us in the earth to begin to speak words through our mouth. Do exactly what he did. We speak because he spoke, so we speak. We know that when we speak his word, it has creative power. Mm -hmm. When we speak not our words, but when we speak his words, we know that nature responds to his word. So when we begin to speak, we become the voice of his word. We announce like he did in the book of Genesis. When we do that, we are then ensuring that whatever he wants to see begins to uh, show forth and it, is, uh, it becomes a reality in the end. So I wanted to understand prayer in a different light, that it is our responsibility. Mm. It's not something that we do because we feel like it. It is our duty because he wants to see his will uh, being demonstrated, being expressed in the earth. It is desire. Remember last week we, we said, inkosi uh, is not God a, a king is not a king by just wearing a crown and uh, and, and having a throne. Uh, it's, it's not just that. A king is a king because of his influence and because of his power. Because of his influence and his power. If God be king, which he is, definitely he wants to see his influence in the end. He wants to see that happen. He wants to see that become a reality. If that doesn't happen, that means the enemy is in charge of our lives. This is why God is passionate about us praying. Because in, through prayer, we are bringing into the earth realm that which is in his heart for us. So I wanted to understand, therefore, that prayerlessness uh, has no room in what God is doing now. We are moving into a new era in the earth, and God wants to raise His people who are going to have a revelation of these things and begin to uh, work with Him and cooperate with Him in fulfilling uh, prophecy. We said last week, failure to pray, it is, um, we, we, we are kind of collaborating with the enemy, we are collaborating with Him in freezing fulfillment of prophecy. When we do not pray, we are not resisting the enemy, but we are assisting the enemy. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, resist him. It says, how do we resist him? We resist him through prayer. If we do not resist him, the opposite of that, we are assisting him. Mm-hmm. In other words, everything that he desire, which is the opposite of God's will for you, for your children, for your grandchildren, for your life in all the different dimensions. If we do not pray, we are saying that contract which the enemy has presented us with is okay. Our our, our generation will be fine with it, and the next generation will handle the same thing, no problem. But God is raising a mighty army in the earth. People who will understand that the kingdom of God has been suffering violence, Mm. which means... The violence part of it is uh, arises from the fact that the enemy does not want to see the will of God in the earth, in any area of our lives. So it has been suffering violence because the, the enemy is violently opposing it. The enemy is violently opposing you from arising and shining and, and being the light in the earth and being a blessing to your nation, being a blessing to your family. Being a blessing to your people, and uh, He wants us to pray. He is passionate about us praying. Why do you think Jesus spent so much time praying? Pray. You know, sometimes we get these uh, uh, thoughts in our heads. He was the Son of God. Mm-hmm. Was there a need for Him to pray so the way much. He had so much need that He had to? Pr- no, no, no. It wasn't about His need. He understood very well the principle of alignment. Mm-hmm. That as long as I am here. I must regulate mm-hmm. that what is here resembles what is in heaven. That's that's the motivation, Bazalwan. That's the motivation behind prayer. If God has given us promises in his word concerning uknoba, concerning health, concerning a sound mind, and all these things that we read about in the Bible, mm-hmm. He is looking upon us to pray so that these things can be revealed and be manifested in the earth. Amen. Amen. The third thing I want to address before we get into our topic again, which is going to be amazing uh, this evening. The Bible says in Matthew 6, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is in heaven? How does that look like, that which we must bring down here? now when we look at that question family we are guided by jeremiah 1 5 now there are there are scriptures that i want us to understand as as, as even care family remember jeremiah 1 5 that is going to be a scripture i want you to, to to know of by heart before i formed you in the womb remember that i knew you before you were born i sanctified you i ordained you a prophet to the nations now, also, Romans 8, 29, this speaks of a pre-ordination of foreknowledge. That there is something already in heaven concerning you, which God already knows. That is what he wants to see happen here. So, Romans 8, 29, it says, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined. I don't have time to explain to you what predestination is, because pre means before. Destined, it's from the word destiny. So it says, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So we, we, we know that there is something that God has already preordained for us. It's complete. It's perfect. It's in shape. All that God wants to see happen is for there to to be delivered down here so that he is glorified in the Mm earth. We also know that there is a book of destiny for each and every one of us. Let me repeat that. There is a book of destiny in heaven for you and for me. It contains everything about our lives. Let me repeat that. I'm saying there is a book in heaven for your book, your, your personal book, you have a book in heaven, I have a book in heaven. It contains everything about you, it contains everything about me. So when Matthew 6 says, on earth as it is in heaven, he it is saying, let it happen on earth as it appears in the book that's written in heaven about you. So the script must not change. But as you're going to find out this evening what changes the script, what causes your timeline to be messed up with, such that your present and your future uh, do not look like what God had preordained. In other words, there's a reprogramming of your timeline in the end. But understand that God has got something. So there's a book in heaven. Psalm 139, verse number 16. Remember that particular scripture, beautiful scripture, by the way. Uh, Psalm 139, verse 16. It says, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. So that settles it. And also in Psalm 40, verse 7, a family, the Bible says, Then I said, Behold, I come in the scroll of the book, it's written of me. So there, 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 there is a book concerning your destiny and concerning my destiny. So that is what is in heaven. It, it, it is said Now, I must tell you that unfortunately, most people die without having fulfilled that which was in the heart of the Father and in their book concerning their timeline in the earth. Many millions of people uh, die without having realized, and everything that God had prepared for them does not happen, Uh, only that does get happen is what the enemy has planned. You're going to find out tonight that there are two destinies for each person. There's a destiny that God has preordained, and there's a destiny, a default destiny. If I do not obey what God says, there's something that happens. Now, it's not the will of the Father. That, that's where we speak about the, the reprogramming of time. Because if I do not obey the Father, now something happens in my present, in my future, which was not what God had wanted to see happen all the events and uh, and that particular uh, uh, destiny, which is not the will of God, attracts its own occurrences. Mm-hmm. It attracts its own relationships. It attracts its own life. It has got its own vibe. Mm-hmm. And it's not what God wants. So you will find out tonight that we as God's people, when we get saved, we need to then begin to reprogram what has been reprogrammed. In other words, we must take back, That which was original, and begin to walk in it, and begin to declare and claim that which God was was wanted to see happen in our lives. Amen. Amen. So understand that there is something in heaven already. Uh, Whatever that you feel in your heart, you know. Sometimes we 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 are born, and as a little kid, you have this desire to be something. Uh, You want to be a musician. You want to be an engineer. You want to be something God drops uh, what is in the script, what is in your book, in your heart. That's why we read that particular scripture the other day that he has put eternity in their hearts. So when you hear a prophet come and if it is a true prophet of God, what a prophet does if he gives you a, a, a true picture of your future, all that he or she is doing, they are reading from your script. They are reading from your book in heaven, so for that particular uh, uh, time, that moment, God gives them the grace to see a particular portion that speaks to you. It's already written. It's already given. It's for you. Amen. Mm-hmm. So, what is God's will for us, Bazalwan? What is God's will for us? Now we know what it generally there's a general picture in the Bible for all humanity, those who would um, obey him, and they, those who would um, uh, walk in a covenant with him. So there is a, a, a general picture for God's people, but we don't know details of individuals. Mm. Now, let me repeat that. Uh, we know what God desires for mankind generally, uh, corporately as, as his church. We know that because uh, the the Bible reveals that to us, his heart for humanity, his heart for his redeemed, his heart for the saints in the end. But God is not exhaustive, and it does not reveal much in terms of uh, details of individual people. Now, we know in the case of Jeremiah, that it was personal. He says, before uh, I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And he says, I ordained you a prophet. So that was specific. Jeremiah. But all of you have something specific that God has preordained for you. So what is God's will for us? As much as I would know for a fact what God has has planned for you individually in terms of your career, in terms of your future husband, your wife, how many children you are going to have, and all the details and the nitty-gritties of our lives. But we know this, that God's will for you is good, is perfect, and is acceptable. Where do we get that from? We get that from uh, Romans chapter 12, verse number 2. God's will for you is good, it is perfect, and it is acceptable. As you begin to study the word, And as you begin to fellowship with the Holy Spirit, now this is where the Holy Spirit comes in because the Holy Spirit begins to whisper to you things which are specifically yours. He begins to guide you in terms of what you, as Ulungi, as Upalessa, as Umochetwa, as and all of us who are watching this evening or who are connecting, He begins to guide you in terms of what He wants you specifically to, your role in the earth and your contribution as an individual in the earth, so his promises in his word give us an idea of what he, he, he means by good, perfect, and acceptable, mm. amen. Mm. So, this is going to help us because I want us to have a foundation that is solid for prayer, understand what we mean by prayer, understand what. we 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 are doing when we pray now i want us to talk about time because the we have entitled today's message we have entitled today's message reprogramming time through prayer reprogramming time through prayer you and i understand that time is past present and future that's time uh it's god's preordained purpose for us now god's preordained purpose for us would happen in a particular time frame so it happens in a timeline so we know that according to god's will in heaven our life is supposed to look a certain way in other words there are certain things which are supposed to happen At a particular time, Mm. because it's already said it's the will of God for us. We know that this is true because Ecclesiastes in chapter three, if you remember, the Bible says there is time for every purpose. There is time for every purpose. In other words, there is time for every event. There is time for every eventuality. So God has set it in his um, heavenly clock that so-and-so at a particular, in 2021, this is going to happen. So this is the time we are talking about Bazalwan. It's the time that God wants uh, us to, to manage very well. He, want, he wants us to fight. He wants us to ensure that the things which he has preordained for 2021, The enemy does not mess with the calendar. The enemy does not mess with the clock. What is supposed to happen exactly in February 2022? That should happen. And uh, as you are going to find out tonight, that the enemy has a, a different plan concerning those things because he knows that anything that God would do in our lives, he does it within time. So he, the enemy will do something that will mess uh, your present and then your present will mess your tomorrow and everything that God had planned just falls away and the enemy takes over. I want also to read this particular scripture to you as we are developing uh, this uh, uh, theme around time. In Genesis 18, verse number 14, it says, Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. You see, in God's calendar, there are specifics. There is a particular time when he wants to do something. And the enemy is aware of certain, not everything, the enemy is not omniscient it doesn't know everything that but there are things that he does know so if the Bible says uh, at the appointed time the enemy will want to come and begin to cause that prophecy to be aborted Mm -hmm. that uh, prophecy uh, to 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 just fall away he's gonna do something in the life of the people who have been promised such so that they are not able to give birth Mm -hmm. to that prophecy at a particular time as preordained by God. Now, tonight, you're going to find out the devastating power of sin. You're going to find out that there's more to it than what you and I thought. There's a bigger agenda, Basil Now, in 2 Kings, in 2 Kings 4, uh, verses 14 uh, to verse number 16, it says, So he said, What then is to be done for him? And Gehazi answered, Actually, she has no son and her husband is old. So he said, call her. When he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Then he said, uh, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your maid servant. You see, our lives are not random. This prophecy says, about this time next year. So that's the heart of God. That's what God wants to see. But guess what, family? It's not automatic. Many people were meant to be at a particular level of life at this time. And God had already set it. But the enemy would have it otherwise. Because as you are going to find out that Satan messes with our timeline. He messes with it. What do we mean by timeline? Our timeline is our present and future. That's our timeline. Uh, It's it's within God's ordained purpose. It is what God has preordained. The enemy messes with it. Now, in that scripture which I read before, if that woman chose to disconnect with God and just do something else that was not related to or out of covenant, that word which she had received would not fall within a particular time frame mm-hmm. that God had preordained. You see how the enemy begins to mess with, our, with time. Mm-hmm. We begin then to experience certain things which uh, were not God's plan for our lives. That's how he messes with it. He, he, he reconfigures time. He, it's like he plants a virus in the system so that everything that God had planned to happen does not happen according to uh, what God wanted to see. So such that uh, God then begins to say through the prophet, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. Now think about that. It is specific. It speaks to, I need to drill this to you. It speaks to a particular timeline. It must happen now satan messes with it and they are they there, there is one area that he, he he just focuses on to mess with the template because our our present and our future are dependent on what happens which i'm going to explain to you now so when god then declares next year he expects in heaven for that to happen so matthew 6 then on earth as it is in heaven that next year in the scripture is what is in the heart of the father but mm. i get it family get that so what am i saying on so we are fighting so that next year becomes a next year through the perspective of heaven or oh, next year let uh, mm-hmm. uh, next year look like what god has planned for me the next year that god anticipates Should the next year that I experience in the earth, it must not look different. Mm -hmm. So, the enemy uses two things as legal grounds. Listen to this He uses two things. The enemy uses two things as legal grounds to change our timeline it's sin and disobedience. Sin and disobedience through sin. And through disobedience, uh, two destinies begin to emerge. Now, I want you to understand that that there are two destinies for our timeline on earth. One is located in heaven. It's located in, in, in God. It's God's will for umochetwa. It's God's will for kukuk and family. It's God's will for Sisanda. It's God's will for the the Ramashalas and everybody else. The other one is the total opposite. Now watch, family. Mm. One is located in heaven, what we discussed earlier as your book in heaven, which has got everything that is in the heart of the Father concerning you. It's a package. It's your package for you. The other one is the total opposite. In the second one, events are canceled, which God had planned. In the second destiny, should we choose to sin or disobey God, uh, events are canceled, prayers are denied, they are missed opportunities, which was never in the heart of the Father for us. And life begins to take a different turn, and things begin to look a different way. Instead of an Eden, our life begins to look like a desert, it begins to look like a wasteland that God never intended to see happen in our lives. Now, there is an amazing truth in the book of Deuteronomy, in the Old Testament, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28. Just turn there with me, Bazalwan. Uh, turn with me in your Bibles, if you, if you have them. I hope you do in the book of Deuteronomy, uh, chapter number 28. Now, if you look carefully, I'm not going to read all that. It's a long passage, a long chapter, that. But in verse 1, it says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. Mm. Now, that becomes one possibility, a destiny for somebody. Now, your book in heaven is connected to this. Mm-hmm. Should we walk according to covenant and live our lives in a covenant? That, that's that to our scripture. It's scripture because it helps us to live within the script. Let me repeat that. Mm-hmm. It is scripture because it helps us to live within the script. If we obey scripture, if we do what scripture says we must do we stay within script but if we disobey god now look at verse 15 which is another possibility verse 15 says but it shall come to pass if you do not verse 15 says but it shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the lord your god Mm -hmm. it shall come to in other words there are occurrences There are things, when it says it shall come to pass, it will come to pass. Mm. There are things which are going to happen. There are things which are gonna be attracted because sin carries with it a certain frequency. Mm. That frequency attracts the things of the devil. It attracts darkness. It attracts stuff that God has got nothing to do with. Now, when we begin to walk in that particular destiny, uh, the foundation of which is basically sin and disobedience, Mm. more often than not, people begin to ask God questions, but we then begin to fail with, no, there are two possibilities, there are two eventualities that God Mm. has given. So that particular scripture in the book of Deuteronomy, it refers to the same group of people so the same group of people from verse 1 to verse 14, it says to them, now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey. The same group of people, the Bible says from verse 15, it says, but it shall come to pass if you do not obey. It's the same group of people, and then there are two different timelines presented to them too. Verses 1 to verse number 14 is blessing on obedience. That's how it is entitled in my Bible. It says blessings on obedience. Now, this is God's will. This is an on earth as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. On on earth as it is in heaven happens between verse 1 to verse number 14 in the book of Deuteronomy. In the Old Testament, so that is God's timeline for you. Everything you desire, everything that God has placed in your heart by way of dreams, by way of vision, by way of purpose, by way of plans, and the things that we we contemplate in our minds and the the, the structures we build and these uh, skyscrapers that we build, all that happens between verse one. And verse number 14, that is God's will for you. And so God says uh, within that, verse 1 to 14, uh, verse 3 and 4, it says, Blessed shall you be in the city, you and I. He says, blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your heads, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring Of your flocks that's how it looks like that's what should happen that is what is in the heart of God so in their life in their timeline things would move and shift to accommodate this particular promise if they would walk in covenant things begin to shift in your life God brings relationships he brings people from provinces He moves things, he moves circumstances so that this particular promise, according to your timeline, can happen within a particular time frame at a specific time period. If you obey, if If I obey, prophecy, it attracts things, so you you, you begin to feel that same things are just are just happening for you because that is what God, that's what a blessing does. Yes. A blessing pulls mm-hmm. something that's gonna ensure that prophecy is fulfilled. For prophecy to be fulfilled, God moves shift things around. Shifts things in your in your department. Yes, Somebody, some a boss can even leave your your your, your company for your sake, so that when they leave, somebody else who would come would be able to employ you. There are things that begin to shift because something must be done. God has a timeline. There's a time frame for things to begin to happen. when you understand these things? Because you realize that there's an agency in the spirit. I must pray. I must wake up in the morning and get hold of my day and begin to speak to it and begin to declare things over it which I'm going to discuss with you later on. So prophecy would also prevent certain things from happening. Yeah. So if I live my life uh, in obedience, so according to the timeline of heaven, according to the script, there are things which are prevented Bazalwan uh, from happening because them happening would jeopardize fulfillment of prophecy. In your life should God allow those things to happen prophecy would not materialize for if it caused God for for him to delay you leaving the house because if you leave the house there will be an accident uh, on the corner of Ennis and and, and Windermere Road then God will have to uh, cause you to be delayed in the house things begin to shift if we are in the will of God that the world Uh, the the, the stuff that must begin to obey is in must align with that which God wants to happen to see happen because we are walking in covenant we are walking in obedience and things must happen within a particular time frame within a particular time period now in this arrangement family uh, time which is our present and our future are rigged in our favor. Now listen to that. Mm-hmm. If you walk in covenant, if you walk according to your preordained purpose, the fut- your present and your future is already rigged in your favor. That's what favor is. God has rigged the process even before you get there. Why? Because something must happen. Something must be fulfilled because his child is walking in covenant. He must move mountains for you. He must move things. People must be fired if they have to. Uh, I, I am serious about that. Certain things must happen. Uh, somebody uh, must be employed. Something must happen, God, and as fast. You know, things, be- decisions are made, even national, mm-hmm. to begin to benefit somebody, somewhere, win. Mm-hmm. Somebody must must resign, national, so that, Logo nationally, their they, they, they position will be occupied by somebody with province. And a gap, a vacancy can be opened oh. at your level. Yes. Their process is rigged in your I want you to know that so when you pray, you pray with confidence. Yes. You pray knowing that, Lord God, I know that you want me to prosper. Yes. You want me to get healed. You want me to, to, to experience mm-hmm. heaven on earth. But it's different for people who choose to disobey God because from verse number 15 to verse number 68, it is entitled in my Bible uh, Curses and um, uh, on Disobedience. It says Curses on Disobedience. Yeah. There it says, Cursed shall you be in the city, and cursed shall you be in the country. Cursed shall be your basket and your needing bow. Cursed shall be the fruit of your womb, and the produce of your land, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Because of what they do, Bazalwan, there is a reprogramming of their timeline now. Now, what God had said was going to happen, now it cannot happen anymore. Now, time must be, uh, re-modified, if you will. They, it must be tweaked to allow for the curse to be a reality. Yes, yeah. Time, their present, must be tweaked. Their future must look a certain way for it to reflect the reality of the curse that is upon their lives. Now, as a prayer warrior, you must understand that the enemy is able to, to reprogram our timeline and it is our duty to take it back and begin to speak upon it the word of the Lord and begin to align with align it with uh, kingdom agenda with what is in the heart of the father. So in the in those particular uh, scriptures if you read carefully in the book of Deuteronomy 16 verse 18 there is a rearrangement of events, in their days mm. now suddenly it says cast shall be you in the city so now I am walking uh, under a curse now a cast attracts a Satan is certain frequency it pulls certain yeah. relationships mm. do you know that a young woman who died at 21 uh, she w- jumped into this car into in this BMW with her friends they went to drink. And then on their way to, uh, to, to, to Gateway, they meet with an accident and she dies. Mm. Now, don't think that it's the will of God. You see, what happened was, if I don't walk in obedience, my disobedience will attract certain relationships. There are people that you meet, on their forehead it is written, I will kill you one day, but you and I don't know it. It is written, one day I will ask you to get into my car and you will die because I will be driving drunk. Mm -hmm. That is not God's will. It's not in in God's timeline for for us. We're not saying that uh, bad things don't happen to God's people. There are certain things, as you would see in the book of Job, that trial and tribulation, God will use it uh, often to elevate us to promote us we you know that that uh, a test and a trial is for promotion a temptation is for demotion Mm -hmm. so we understand that that there are things uh jesus said in this world you will have trials trials. you will you will have tribulation Mm -hmm. but we know that because of the spirit of faith now if you are living under a blessing this is why you Mm -hmm. are able to emerge Mm -hmm. even when the enemy throws things at you, because there is no way in the scripture that says if you walk in covenant, the enemy will let go of you. So there are certain things that will happen from time to time, but because you are walking under a blessing, you are walking with God, the hand of heaven is upon you. Things turn out, always they turn out differently for us, for you and I. Mm -hmm. Even if I were to go through grief, But God has a way of of making me go through a certain process differently than someone who is not under a blessing. Things, same things which would hit us, but with me because I am full of God's word and the grace of God is upon me and the favor of the Lord is upon me, I would emerge out of that situation unscathed because the hand and the breath of God is upon me but understand there is a rearrangement of events in those who chose to disobey god Uh, it attracts a different kind of 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 life Uh, different uh, circumstances are pulled by the case there is a a diversion of resources things i was supposed to experience in my life Mm. things i was supposed to enjoy in my life, according to the timeline of heaven. I was supposed to have that at a particular time. I was supposed to experience that, but the enemy begins to uh, mess with the timeline. Now, there are people who are who are in the will of God, as I speak to you today, and the enemy is, is fighting them tooth and nail because he knows that the fulfillment of prophecy will mean something for God and it will change something in, 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 in the nation, in, in the heavens, mm. for those people and for, the, for, 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 for all of us. There are people who are going through stuff today and God is, 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 is hovering upon them. And I can tell you now because they are walking in covenant. Yeah. Because they are walking in obedience with God. Their future is rigged in their favor already. It may seem as if it's things are being delayed. It may have taken years mm-hmm. for stuff to happen, but I tell you now, Bazalwan, God is never late. According to the script in heaven, yes, God shall uh, cause you to emerge victorious. You shall be triumphant. You shall, at the end of it all, you shall declare Great is thy faithfulness, mm-hmm. O God. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Yes. Amen. So understand these things, family. Uh, that if you, if I don't walk in in obedience, success doesn't even recognize me. Yeah. You know, some people who, by default, they get a certain, either they get money and inheritance of sorts, or they get to a certain level. Uh, in life because of the case that level of success does not recognize them it rejects them and they find themselves back to square one they find themselves back to where they used to be because there are levels in life that you can only occupy and keep if you are under a blessing One, because should you get there through the back door by default success will not recognize you. Mm. it kicks you. it thinks you are, it thinks you are a virus. Mm, you don't hold positions, you don't hold relationships. There was a man who's supposed to take a, a, a woman, a good man. but because of, 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 of this thing upon our lives which according to scripture we must be able to kick, we must mm. be able to deal with a good man. Comes, But because it's, it's, it's this particular woman, she won't be able to keep that particular relationship. Something is going to happen. The curse in her will manifest in uh, one way or the other. Amen. So there is a remodeling of time in the Garden of Eden that we see, Bazalwane, also. Uh, just, just bear with me because I, I, I am treading with you very carefully. I, I know that our time could be up. Uh, in no time and uh, so I'm just gonna try and and, and pace myself all right so if you look in the Garden of Eden uh, please please understand what I'm sharing with you Uh, you may not have had certain things but that's what revelation is about and uh, as I share this thing I'm trusting God for you because you are my family you are my people and I trust God that you'll begin to operate at a new level of prayer and understanding. So, in the, in the book of, of, of Genesis, uh, in the Garden of Eden, we realize that God's judgment of sin or God's judgment of, of disobedience uh, is revealed in three ways in, 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 in the Garden of Eden. Number one, God considers our past as the foundation of our present and our future see, 1, our present and our future is built on the basis of our past, which, which could be as recent as yesterday. Amen. Amen. God considers my sin and my disobedience in the past as the foundation which determines my present and my future. I want you to understand that. Let me repeat that. God considers my sin, my disobedience in my past, which could be as recent as this morning, as the foundation which determines the quality of my present and the quality of my future. Mm -hmm. That must be very clear to our family, to Kingdom Embassy House and all those who are connecting with us, that God also considers our obedience if we obey, as the foundation of our present and our future, as you saw in the book of Deuteronomy. So because of our sin, then, Mazalwan, and because of our disobedience, God pronounces judgment. In in the case of Adam, God pronounced judgment in the present, and God had, had something to do with his future. In the same uh, uh, phrase, in the same passage of scripture, God begins to declare. It is clear that from that point onwards, the timeline of Adam is not going to be the same anymore. What God had planned for him is going to change. Mm-hmm. So what He pronounces is not in His perfect will for Adam, uh, which we are going to see uh, as we as we move on. So I, w- I must repeat this to you, Bazelon. Disobedience reprograms our timeline. Disobedience basically reconfigures our time on Earth. Something God had not intended to see happen in our present and in our future. Now, I wanted to go to the book of of, of Genesis because I wanted to see certain things there. I'm going to try and 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 speed up, perhaps. Uh, as we we begin to wrap up this evening. When Adam sins in the book of Genesis, I've been told to open my eyes. My eyes seem closed. (laughs) Uh, When Adam sins in the book of Genesis chapter three, the Bible says this, then to Adam, he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife, and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it. In other words, because of how your past looks like, and because your past is the foundation upon which I build your present and I determine your future, and because your past becomes the basis and it remodels your present and your future, And it reflects the pattern of what happened in the past now the Bible says God begins to speak certain words upon Adam's life and those words begin to change what would have happened but it doesn't happen anymore so the timeline begins to shift it seems as if a virus is planted so I'm going to come into that, but understand this. no unleashes a new order in our timeline. Mm. That's what it does. It unleashes new occurrences. And in the case of Adam, God pronounces them. It is because of this, this is going to happen. So it is an order, a new order, which God had not designed. All right. So. What does God say? Now, let's go. Let's go. Because we. I, I, I'm teaching you something here, Bazalwan. let uh, Adam, he says to him, "Cast is the ground for your sake. Mm-hmm. Cast is the ground. Because of what you have done, Cast is the ground. In other words, because of your sin in the past, this is now the state or condition mm-hmm. I am declaring upon the present. Because of what you did in the past. Because of disobedience and sin in the past. This is now what I am declaring. This is going to be the condition or state of your today. God also moves on. He says, in toil you shall. Now he begins to redescribe a future. Which was never his will for Adam. He redefines it. He uses adjectives which are not in his script. Now, Adam has pulled that to himself. God says, In toil you shall eat of it uh, all the days of your life, both thorns and thistles, Mm -hmm. It shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, for dust you are. And to the dust you shall return. In this passage, Adam's future is recreated. Is At that moment, his future, his timeline is recreated. Something has happened that has necessitated the change of script. It's not God who wanted that to happen. But something has happened. It necessitate change of script. In describing Adam's future, God uses a different vocabulary now. It's a different vocabulary altogether. It says in toil. Toil means uh, labor. It means strife. He introduces new words. There he says thorns. Mm-hmm. He says thistles. Thessals and thorns are a crop of the curse. Never God's will. Remember what Jesus said about, about thorns and thistles. said he said do men gather grapes from thorn bushes Mm -mm. or figs from thistles? so that's a crop of a case never God's will so after the timeline has been reconfigured the future will not give you the yield you are looking for that's Mm -hmm. what it means Mm -hmm. because your 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 present now has changed the 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 crop I wanted to see in your future, future Adam you shall not see anymore. Yeah. Instead of the blessing, now you shall reap thorns and thistles. It shall bring forth for you, he says. So that's how our timeline is reprogrammed, family. Uh, remember also in the case of Cain. Remember in Genesis chapter 4, verses 9 uh, uh, to 12, it says there, just allow me to build this with you uh, tonight. Amen. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. Mm -hmm. When You till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. A fugitive and a vagabond, you shall be on the earth. Now his timeline will be remodeled. Mm -hmm. His present and his future. Basil wanted to understand the power of sin. Mm -hmm. Do you realize why Jesus had to come and deal with it? Because we thought Esau is just doing... These things as twas in the Sunday school na youth. Sin is so powerful. Sin is 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 the architecture of Satan. Sin is the architecture of a of of a carob. There is more to it than meets the eye. As prayer warriors, we are called to understand these things and begin to reprogram things differently, speak prophetically upon our present and speak prophetically upon our future. God releases words upon um, Cain's past, and Cain's present, and Cain's future. God says, with regards to his past, he says, what have you done? So what have you done? You've done something. The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from from the ground. God will now do something, trust me. Because of what has happened, which is not in covenant, script is going to change. Mm. There is going to be a reprogramming of something. What was meant to happen in 2021 for Ukabash, much. because I've chosen to take a detour and just walk around with, 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 with demons and just play hide and seek with them. Now, what God had preordained cannot happen other than when I choose to walk in covenant with him. It's not automatic promises of God are not automatic that is why there is a word if there if that means there's a condition attached to it and God begins to speak upon his present mm-hmm. God says hmm? listen to the language family so now you are cursed yeah. now you are cursed from the earth which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand then God says something also concerning his future. He says, fugitive and a vagabond, you shall be on the earth. Let me conclude, Bazalwan. So through prayer, we must reconfigure, we must reprogram our timeline. Now understand that repentance, I'm going to mention about three things which we must do. I hope I will have time to do so. Do you remember that scripture in, in, in Acts 3.19? which says, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from where? From the presence of the Lord. Uh, Repent so that a timeline can be released from heaven, which is due to you, not what you are experiencing, not what has become your portion, because of disobedience and because of sin. Repent, therefore, so that times of refreshing may come, may come from the presence of the Lord. Remember, refresh, it means to to renew, it means to restore, it means to reload. So, in other words, Mm. through repentance, it's like the system is rebooted. Mm. There's a rebooting of the system, so that that which God wanted to see in the first place, begins to come. So living in God's ordained timeline, I want you to understand it is costly. I'm trying to wrap up now. I'm going to try and pace myself uh, as, as as I wrap up. Because I need to discuss with you practically how do we pray uh, these things. So it is costly. That means it is, it is going to require of us to be, to be militant, to be disciplined in doing these things. We must understand that Everything that God wants to see happen here, it will cost us discipline. It will cost, call, uh, call upon us to die mm. to certain things okay. so that these things can begin to manifest. We die daily. Now, how do we pray to reprogram uh, our timeline in the end? Number one, Bazalwan, you reprogram your, your timeline daily. In other words, when I pray, I must be conscious of what I have discussed with you, that there is a possibility that the enemy has a different agenda for today. What God wanted to see transpire in my life today or tomorrow, the enemy could have a different agenda. Yet we know also that if the template is changed in other words if 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 sin as the foundation upon which my present and my future are changed if i correct that through repentance i know that i am on good ground i can begin now to speak certain things upon my present i can begin to speak certain things upon my future with authority authority so first thing is the repentance family Uh, You're going to look at repentance differently uh, as we go on because in our ministry, that is going to be very key and you're going to realize that it is what God wants the church. I'm beginning to hear many uh, people around the world, uh, prophets and apostles around the world, they they, they are hearing God uh, whispering and announcing repentance upon the earth. Mm -hmm. They are hearing God saying the church. I had somebody about two days ago Uh, he was relating something he said god told him god said to him i want my church back Mm. remember i told you that's what god told me Uh, god said to me i think i said the beginning of the year god said specifically i want my church back in wanting his church back these are the things that we must teach so that people of god can begin to arise again so repentance so that's number one Mm. repentance restores the original template from which the present and the future are built. Understand that. Repentance activates the release of God's appointed time. It is released. It, it says in that particular scripture, so that times of refreshing uh, can come from the presence of the Lord. Amen. So the next thing son, I want you to do when you pray from this uh, day onwards, I want you to release God's will into the present. When you pray, I want it to be intentional. But Father, today, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, whatever that you have designed, whichever relationships, uh, whatever that you wanted me to meet this day, because my meeting them has got something to do with my destiny and the fulfillment of, of your purposes in my life, everything. So when you pray, be, be, be conscious. Of a today and of a tomorrow that must be spoken to, because the enemy might 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 have planted certain things in the present which is going to sabotage what God wants to see happen uh, in your life. So another thing which is very key, but I am I am rounding up. You know the Bible says, "This is the day that the Lord has made." we will rejoice and be glad in it. Remember that scripture in Psalm one eighteen twenty four. I'm going to shock you today because not all days are made by the Lord. Mm-hmm. Some we create through obedience. I think what I've shared this evening will attest to that fact that there are realities, there are occurrences, there are events, there are eventualities in our lives which God a, a day pens out In a manner that God had not preordained. So to say. If you are in in disobedience. Out of covenant. To say this is the day that the Lord has made. And I have not. uh, Ensured that I am in good standing with God. What I'm going to see that day may not be what the Lord had created. We some of the days we create ourselves. So be very understand that there is time, there's a timeline to be reprogrammed. We speak to it. We speak the promise of God upon it. When we pray, don't pray small prayers anymore. Mm. Pray prophetic prayers. Pray prayers that change what was meant to happen. Let it be reconfigured in your favor. Let the day be rigged in your favor. Let the week be be rigged in your favor, whatever the enemy had planted for for, for Friday this week. No, in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Father, we we reprogram. Mm -hmm. We reprogram time Mm -hmm. in the name of Jesus. Jesus. We plant, we send onto the Friday, the word of the Lord. Mm -hmm. We pray, we speak the promise of God upon that Friday, upon this week. We say, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that which is declared for me, uh, by God in heaven shall come to pass mm-hmm. so your prayer life must, well, should take into account these things which we have discussed release God's uh, will upon your future yes. release God's through prayer speak say father I secure your will, I, I secure the tomorrow I secure it in, in Jesus name I'm a shift yeah, a shift, I secure it in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. The promises that you have declared upon my life, I reprogram the hours. Yes, I reprogram, I realign the hours. Mm. Let them line up with my preordained purpose yes, in the name of Jesus. So we declare that God's will is fulfilled in our timeline, I yes. understand that According to God, he wants you and I to prosper. He wants you to make it. I want you to know the plans of the enemy. Don't be ignorant. Pray. From this time onward, pray prophetically. Mm. What does it mean to pray prophetically? It means to pray and to declare the promise upon the future. I think a promise. Uh, I have been a pumpy. It's 10 years. So it's a i respect people who pray at 12. when the day comes when the day is born yeah. the day is born when you are in the prayer you speak to the day yeah. you say father now that is this is why the bible says the the violent take it by by force force. because it. people are going to sleep they are not going to possess their inheritance in god sleeping christians in this uh, season and the new thing god is doing you are not going to make it i want you family to begin to arise and be people of prayer be prophetic be apostolic even begin to speak to your day Begin to speak upon it, reconfigure it, mm-hmm. and speak to the hours of the day. Tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. Speak the promise of God upon the day in the name of Jesus. Remember, Senyavad, the just shall live by faith. You and I have been called to speak to seasons, to speak to times, mm-hmm. to speak to things for them to reflect the will of the Father in the heavenly places. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Let's pray, family. I want to pray with you. Jesus. Now, Father, I pray for your people tonight. I pray, O oh God, that things begin to be reconfigured. Let there be a reprogramming of time. Mm-hmm. Let that which we experience resemble that which is in heaven. In the name of Jesus. All the moments, all the seasons which the enemy had planned for us. We refuse. It shall not happen. We repent. We shall walk in repentance. We shall live under the blood of Jesus Mm -hmm. so that there is no reference to a past that would cause our present to be changed and our future to look different than that which you had planned for us. So I bless your people tonight and I thank you that your hand is upon them for good. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Are you blessed family? Amen. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you.